I met the criteria to be selected. But I wasn't. Wise words from an indecent man. Ladies and gentlemen, we back. Yes, it's been a long old summer. Met the criteria has not been Pondy Airwaves. You've had none of the crew in your ears, but no longer. You have to worry no more because here we are. The three most diverse NBA analysts. I'm gonna call us analysts. We're probably <laughs> we've reached analyst status. The most diverse crew of NBA analysts this side of the Atlantic met the criteria, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning back in. I just mentioned we've been off for the summer. It's our first rest since uh, the pod started. We picked up in the in the bubble, however many years ago that was. Feels like a lifetime ago. Picked up in the bubble, then we went right through the off season that year. You might remember our epic run of preview pods uh, covering every single team in the league to make sure we had a little bit of a, a little bit of something for everybody that summer. We absolutely did not feel like doing that again because it was an awful lot of work and honestly, it probably wasn't worth it. But we've had a great summer off and we've had a, a real good time putting our feet up. That time is done. We're back, back in the studio, ready to put in some hard graft, bringing you uh, the entertainment that you love, as Vinny says, giving the people what they want. It's our role. Speaking of Vinny, uh, do you know he doesn't lock his door? So if you know uh, where Vincent lives, by all means, pop round, try the handle, chances are you'll get straight in. Vinny? What will the people find in your living room? <laughs> okay, Theo. First of all, right, uh, you stole two of mine, okay? We back is mine, and give the people what we want is mine as well. So find yourself something original, buddy. Come up with your own ideas, okay? And second of all, don't be airing people. People might know where I live. People might actually listen to this and know where I live. and might try my handle once in a while, okay? So don't do hey. that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hey, here's one for you, Vincent. Lock your door. Oh, here's one, Theo. Don't be so paranoid. But anyway, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a minute. Um, the band's back together. It's that One Direction reunion, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's One Direction. The people, the girls have been screaming out. They want us back together. And the reunion's back. No, let me think of another reunion that's come back together. The Backstreet Boys. That's right. We're the Backstreet Boys and the reunion tour's back. That's right. We're back. Backstreet's back. All right. Completely unrelated to Backstreet, but in some way relevant to popular culture, we've got our very own Forrest Gump of the NBA UK community. Jared, or should we call you Marathon Man? How the devil are you? Uh, doing well, thanks. Not quite Marathon Man yet, uh, but yeah, I spent my summer doing lots of walking, lots of running. Um, and lots of not really missing basketball, funnily enough, because I've, I've found other ways to fill my time. But here we are, we're back, we've got a new NBA season coming, getting excited for all, all that is to, to, to follow. Absolutely. It's been a long summer for without ball. Um, Lamelo, Leangelo, Alonso, or basketball specifically. Um, so, But it's trying to close. I think the season tips off in something like... 30 days, something like that. There's not too long to go. I think it's 30 days exactly, actually, the time of recording. 29 days, or maybe 31. I don't know how many days this month has got. And it's, I don't have enough time to count on my knuckles to work out where we are in the stream of time. So soon. Basketball's back soon, within the next month or so-ish. We're not going to do yeah, that ridiculous run of playoff, pre, uh, of, sorry, of, of team previews that we did last year because we, we don't have time, nor the inclination, in all honesty. 
But what you get, you should be grateful for. Our presence is a present. Here we are, present on the airwaves right now. We're going to talk about the off-season so far. We'll give you like a cheeky little roundup of our thoughts on everything that's gone on so far. Let's start with the NBA 2021 draft. There was some big names. This draft class was hailed as one of the deepest and most talented draft class of recent history. Um, So there's a lot of names and a lot of solid picks for us to pick at. I'm going to come to you, Jared, first of all. Does anyone jump out of you? Anyone, anything you think is a, is a, a big steal, maybe where they've been drafted? Anyone fell to, too low or went too high, you think? Or anyone you're just particularly looking forward to, to see play in the NBA this coming season? I think I like the look of Jonathan Kaminga, who fell to number seven, uh, the Golden State Warriors. And um, sort of all last season, it was dubbed as sort of a five-player draft and Kaminga was probably the worst of the five. He'd probably be the one that slotted in at number five and somehow, whatever for whatever reason, his experience in the in the G League sort of lowered his stock a little bit. Uh, it wasn't quite as certain where he was going to go. And then he ended up, like I say, sliding to the Warriors who had that pick by way of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Kaminga, from what I've seen of him in, in Summer League, little highlight clips and indeed his experience with the G League, Looks like a, a very explosive athletic player who can fit on the wing uh, perfectly, really, and fit with the Golden State Warriors, who this season are hoping to have some sort of a, a, a comeback to, to what, what we've been expecting from a team led by Steph Curry. So, yeah, I was, in, I was uh, excited by the prospect of that one. Yeah, it does look good. And I think there's a, a lot to be said about the value of the the playing at that sort of professional level at the G League Ignite in the G League last season. I think it's going to pay dividends big time with Kaminga and we'll see a real, uh, an early breakout from him. Now, Vincent, I would ask you the same question, but let's be honest, I know you're only really interested in what the Rockets did. So what are your thoughts on, uh, are your thoughts on Jalen Green? Uh, there's no need for that. I was actually going to try to be unbiased and try to take, uh, take consideration for every single player, but I get it. So be it. Um, I'm happy with the, what they did. I'm, I'm very happy with what the Houston Rockets are planning to do right now with their with their team, because you can tell it, it's no, it's not you can tell. It's obvious. It's pro, it's been obvious for the past year now that it's all about project rebuild. They they they're planning long 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 haul now. It's not. Oh, sorry, Jared, are you laughing at? No, it's just funny hearing you say this now when at the start of last season you were telling us that Houston was going to have a better record than Chicago and could still make the playoffs. And At the beginning room. of the season. At the beginning of the season. It's just good to see how far you've come, Vincent. You've at the beginning of the season when we had James Harden, John Wall, Chris... What's it called? What's his name? Chris Wood. I thought that. That's what I mean. At the beginning of the season. You've come a long way, Vincent. I'm proud of you. Keep Keep going. Talk but to anyway, me about Project Rebuild. But anyway, Project Rebuild. So we've got like players like Jalen Green, Michael Porter Jr. Um, we, we, we're building something. We're building something. Christian Woods and that, what's it called? That guy from Turkey. What's he called? I'm bringing his Al- name up now. Alperen Sengun. Alperen Sengun. He's highly rated. I think he was classed the the best player in the Turkish league. Um, he's got a bright future of him. And it's just looking like... Even the players we've got in the team already, they're all young. They're all young, talented players. And you can tell they're building a young core of players who know each other. I think that from the look of our starting five, they could potentially be younger than 27, the way they are. They all look very, very young. So it's just 
I wanted to see how far these guys can go with this team. I'm not expecting great things, but maybe, maybe we can push for a playoff place. Maybe. Uh, oh, Jared, what? Can you please? Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut in now. There's not a chance on God's green earth. Can I ask that something? Can I ask something? Can, can, I ask something? can I ask something, guys? Can I ask no, you cannot ask anything. Can I? Can I just say something, right? Did I say we're going to get into the playoffs? No, no. I just the suggestion maybe. that they could even maybe. Listen, listen, can you please just let me just dream, okay? A guy no. can dream. No, a guy you cannot can dream. dream. We've got a, we've got one uh, an incredibly young backcourt who's going to look absolutely brilliant in Jalen Green and Michael Porter Jr. We could protect Kevin. Kevin, sorry, asking you, my Michael Porter, Kevin Porter Jr. Them two could be lethal as a backcourt, lethal, both probably to together combine 50 points, or even potentially even 60, right? Potentially. And what I'm trying to get at is we've got players like Christian Wood, who who potentially last year could have been ten, uh, got, um, what's his name, most improved player of the year. If he didn't go down injured, he could have had his first all-star game. Then you've got other back, you've got other kind of young core players. We could... Look, I'm not trying to say we we are going to get the playoffs. I'm not saying that. I've just said maybe a guy could dream like that young team. You never know what they could potentially achieve. So that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Uh, they did some good business. We'll see what happens. We've still got plenty of picks. We're going to be dominating the draft picks for the next couple of years. So that should be good times. Um obviously Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham, there was a dispute about who was the number one pick, obviously. Because Kay Cunningham, yes, people say he's the better player, but he's someone says he can't get many minutes into him. He gets tired easily. He's not he's not had four amount of minutes into the game. I heard something like that about him. He's not what's the word for it? Efficient, maybe, yeah. For the entire game, you don't get that many minutes from him. That's what people say with Cade Cunningham. So that's the, the doubt. But you can't deny that Detroit have chosen a good player. He's is a is a very, very talented basketball player. Jalen Green last year proved himself in the G League. He showed what he's capable of. So it's exciting. It was exciting. It was exciting draft selection. And I'm and I'm happy to see what the Rockets can do. Like I'm happy to see what we could potentially because we 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 could have we could have some serious gems in our hand. We really really could get some seriously talented basketball players who could prove people a lot of people wrong. We would be the first of them, wouldn't we? We'd be the first people they prove wrong. I mean, we're obviously going to do a little bit more um, of an in-depth prediction of how we think the season will shake out. Maybe later on in this pod or a future pod coming up. But I'm, I would love to see how you see the. the the West shaking out, Vincent. I cannot wait. No, for that. no, no, Phil. Okay, first of all, that I'm not trying to say that the Houston Rockets will get into the playoffs. I'm not said. That. No, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just I understand. saying you're not. You're not the saying team. they will. You're saying yeah. they might. No, no, not might. Maybe, maybe. Like in the sense of like, okay, I know you're going to say might and maybe the same thing, but I mean like in the sense of I'm not trying to say they are going to be in the conversation, but I'm just trying to say is that the underdogs you can't look away. Don't write them off. That's what I mean. Don't just go, oh, no, they're too young. They're not going to do it. That's what I mean in the sense of you don't know what they could do. You don't know what this young team could do. These are these are all very, very talented young players. So you don't know what they could do. You, they could prove a lot of people wrong. And I think sometimes people say playing with a chip on your shoulder, 
you never know what you could do. Well, people are already writing you off. You never know what they could do. So that's what I'm trying to say. And you never know. We we could bring that one player, that not older person, but someone with a bit more experience in them. Because obviously John Wall looks like he's going to be leaving. Well, he's going to be leaving. They've said we're definitely trading you and he's happy to move on. We don't know what person we could be bringing on as a replacement for him, a leader. And we might bring on someone who could be there for us who can maybe get the right kind of mentality in that squad. Okay, well, watch this space, ladies and gentlemen. The Houston Rockets, you never know. Don't write them off because they might make the playoffs. Yes, the, the, so the draft, as, as we mentioned, was probably one of the, touted to have been one of the, the deepest, one of the strongest drafts in, in recent memory. Um, I am a big fan of uh, yeah, Cam Thomas. I'd love to talk about Cam Thomas, but I feel like I'd be I'd, I'd fe- face the backlash of, of homerism um, for, for picking a Brooklyn Nets player. No, Phil, um, it's fine. I've done it. You can do it. We don't really need to talk about the draft when it comes to the Nets, do we? I feel like that's uh, the least of their concerns in this offseason, isn't it? Well, Pat, so let me, you've, you've given me a nice opportunity to talk about the Nets now, so I'm going to take you up on that. Um, I feel like the reason why Cameron Thomas is, is such an exciting pick for the Nets is that he is an absolute volume scorer. Um, he, he probably doesn't immediately fit into the Nets' plans, maybe even in the next couple of seasons. He could maybe develop into a nice role, piece off the bench, maybe next yeah, something like that. But practically, it just goes to show that we've, we've got something in the tank for down the line. After the scary hours, I mean, in one of the probably the biggest moves of the offseason was, was Kevin Durant signing his extension. We've got KD locked up for the foreseeable future. He's probably going to see out his career as a net. But there will come a time when Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving and James Harden are no longer on the nets. And we're in, we are, face a realistic, prop, a realistic position of like dropping off into like obscurity for goodness knows how long, kind of like the Rockets have done. Um, they've, they've traded away the big player. And now, yes, the the Rockets are probably even better set than the Nets will be in that situation because the Nets had to give up a lot to get these guys. So they're at a risk after this title window, however long that is, probably until KD retires, they're at a risk of, of falling off a cliff. Cam Thomas, um, De'Ron Sharp, the young guys that came in through the draft who for all intents and purposes have got a high ceiling quite a low floor probably at the moment as well but high ceiling players a good prospects for the future so when this title window does shut it's not going to be like we're battling for the number one pick in the draft maybe hopefully we'll be contending maybe in that play-in playoff kind of place for a while until we can bring up the second coming of scary hours 2.0 you never know we could end up with another formidable force there in brooklyn so i do like the the cam thomas pick an awful lot. You mentioned about KD signing his extension. Um, I believe Harden and Irvin, are they both extension eligible uh, rather this this summer? Uh, Do you think either or both of them are going to get locked down at some point? And if not, why hasn't it happened yet? Word on the street is that it should have been done by training camp. I think training camp starts in two weeks. So I'd expect that it should happen within the next two weeks. Um, if not, it'll probably be for the money. I think Harden in particular, if he signed his contract this year, he'd be giving up something like five million. I think he could get five million more over the total of the course of his deal if he waited until next year to do it. I'd have to assume that'd be the reason why. I mean, Irving 
would probably retire before he went somewhere other than Brooklyn. I, I would like to think. I think he's probably going to be there for the rest of his short career. I think Irving's probably got one one contract left in him, and then he's probably going to dip early. He strikes me as the kind of guy who wants to get out of the NBA once he's uh, secured his bag and made his uh, statement by winning a couple of rings in Brooklyn. So yeah, I do I do see it happening. I can definitely see both of them sticking around for the very much foreseeable future in BK. We'll talk a little bit more about free agency now. KD, probably one of the biggest moves, um, certainly for me as a Nets fan, but um, certainly solidifies the Nets as, a, as the position of, as title contenders over the next couple of years. Kevin Durant's game, not really too dependent on his athleticism. So you'd have to assume he'll be good to go long into his career, unfortunately, for the rest of the league. Uh, Vinny, what, any big deals jump out at you? Any uh, exciting moves that you're happy to see uh, take place with regards to, to free agency? Uh, I think potentially that Kawhi Leonard's deal signing with the LA Clippers kind of kept them relevant in the sense of with Kawhi Leonard him signing with the LA Clippers is a big thing I think for the Clippers it's a very very big thing because Kawhi Leonard is still a top five player can't deny that he's still a top five player when he's fit he's one of the best defenders in the, if if not the best defender in the league um Offensively brilliant. Look, can't talk. Can't talk highly of the guy. Obviously, it was very, very frustrating for the LA Clippers fans. Obviously, him and Imogenari constantly not wanting to know, wanting to decide what was happening. And it's fair to him. I, I, I kind of get why he was doing it because he wanted to see what the kind of pictures, what kind of people are going to be bringing in, what their vision is. And I get that people were slating him a little bit, saying that he's just in it for the money. Well, you can't deny every NBA player sometimes is in for the money. They want to have that money. They want to be able to secure that financial stability for their family to say that I've worked hard for this. So, but with him signing with the LA Clippers, I feel like that's a big step for them, for their future. Uh, they've got good people around them. They've got a good organisation. They're thinking of starting a new stadium now. Yeah, I think that potentially is a very, very good move for the LA Clippers. And I think that's highly, highly one of the best signings, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you mentioned about Kawhi being a top five player as well. I think a, a move that sort of stands out to me is um, Steph Curry signing his extension, which pretty much probably locks him up for the rest of his career, you would think. he's. I think he signed a five-year extension on his deal to stay in Golden State for 200 million plus, which is absolutely outrageous amounts of money. But, you know, well-deserved when he brings in sort of so much uh, attention and so much uh, focus to the franchise so there's been some big names that have, have re-signed with their teams and I mean we've been in the pod we've been going on the pod for, for nearly 20 minutes now and I've I've held my tongue for long enough so I'm hoping that, that Theo will grant me permission pretty soon to talk about the, the most active and one of the best uh, teams in signing new players this this offseason but we'll see what Theo says Is it the Chicago Bulls? Well that's probably a nice little segue and this is probably where you'll you're you're coming to your own here, JB. Um, who do you think the team that's made the most improvement this off season is? And would you say it's your Chicago Bulls? It absolutely is my Chicago Bulls, in my humble opinion. I mean, a lot happens in the off season. You don't always keep track of of absolutely every move that happens, but I don't think anybody has taken more. Uh, prized or wanted free agents than Chicago has. So Lonzo Ball obviously was was a player that was in demand in, in certain parts of the league. Um, he's, he's made himself into a good a good um, 
transition point guard, very good shooter off the ball, uh, an excellent defender, somebody that teams want to have. Chicago got him. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, um, okay, maybe has a little bit of an old school game, certainly isn't a three-point shooter, but when it comes to a guy who's going to get you a bucket, there's not many more in the league. And again, he was somebody who has talked about maybe going to the Lakers and having, having some time there, maybe going to the Clippers, and Chicago got him. Alex Caruso, another... Um, stout defender, very strong defender, similar to, to Lonzo Ball, really, um, was with a team that have recently won an NBA championship and the Bulls get him. Um, I think they've just they've just done very well. Um, and we'll probably, I'm sure there'll be some contention um, amongst some NBA fans about whether they've overpaid for these players, whether they've, they've given them contracts that, you know, further down the line they might regret. But ultimately... It's a heck of a lot better than Denzel Valentine and, uh, all due respect, Ryan Archie Diacono and Paul Zipser and some of the trash that I've had to put up with for the last five you years. They're making the playoffs, buddy. They're hundred percent making the playoffs, Vinny. Hundred percent. I don't. I don't know why you're even asking the question. It's like asking if, if you know, the the Miami Heat are going to make the playoffs. Of course they are. Interesting. Well, uh, as I mentioned, we'll we'll definitely shake out the. Oh, go, Vincent. Vincent's can hardly contain no, himself. Sorry. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna just try to like sit here and slate the Chicago Bulls. I'm not doing that because it's not. It's, it's disrespecting the Chicago Bulls because you guys have done some decent business. I'm not gonna deny that. Excellent I highly, business. Well, oh, that's just that's your that's your opinion. You could say it's excellent business. I'm just saying it's some good business. But yeah, I feel like. DeMar DeRozan, very, very good player. That's a good move. Uh, Alex Caruso, very good player. Very, very good defender. He is a champion for a reason. He's a good player. Uh, Lonzo Ball, I'm still... What's it called? The jury's out on Lonzo Ball still for me, potentially. I've not seen him fully there yet. I feel like you say he's an excellent defender and a shooter. Mm, I wouldn't say excellent defender. I say he's an okay defender. When I say excellent shoot, I don't know if he said good, excellent shoot, but he said good shooter. Above average. He's above average. Okay, above average. Yeah, that's not good. I would say above average. So, great. What? Above average? Good. Doesn't mean the same thing to me. Someone says you're good or someone says you're above average. What would you like? You'd like them to say you're good. Okay, I'll say that he's a good shooter then. I personally don't think he's a good shooter. And then it's just about seeing if that's all going to gel. I hope it does because for you, Jared, I think you deserve it. I think the Chicago Bulls for you, buddy. So you can just be happy. I'm not going to just sit here and go, you're making the playoffs. No, I wouldn't say that because the league is the league, man. It's a competitive league. No one would have thought the Hawks could have got to the conference finals. No, I'm just trying to say is you never know what could happen. It's about seeing if they can gel all of them. You've said it to me off air because I was thinking, who's going to come in here? Who's going to be the main man in this team? Who's going to be the main man? And you've said to me, because I thought DeMar DeRozan could be the main man. He's the most experienced player. He, I would borderline say he's almost better than Zach Levine. Maybe. I'd say, I would say, I kind of would. I kind of would say DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is so underrated. I really rate DeMar DeRozan. And I would say... DeMar DeRozan is a, he's, he's a bit underrated. He had a very good season underrated. last season. He had a very good season last, last season. season. It's not but... about last season. It's about his overall play. He's a very, very good player. Just because it doesn't do, yes, maybe I think we've I think we've touched on it before about how people have said Demar Derozan this era might not be for him because this is a three point game now. You have to be a good three point shooter, and he hasn't got that in his locker. 
but he's got the mid-range. He's a great defender. He's a great passer. He's great. He's got good handles. He's a very, very good player. That's what I'm saying. He might have a conversation being better than Zach Levine. So, but the, the, the whole point was what I was trying to get at is Jared has said to me off air that DeMar DeRozan has come in this team and said, look, I know Zach Levine is the main guy for this team and he's the guy. He's the main man for this team. So if, Zach Levine, if, if that's willing to work, if they're willing to gel, and I think it potentially could gel, but they're just trying to see if it will. It, just seeing it like, oh, you need to watch a couple of games. You need to watch maybe 10 good games and see how they get on. Just kind of say, these guys are making the playoffs. A good 10 game run. Do you know what, Vinny? I don't know if it's because I've, I've not seen you and we've not podcasted for a little bit of a while, but I feel like two or three months ago, if you would have, if we would have been in the same situation when I was seeing you each week and you were criticising the Chicago Bulls or maybe coming up with an opposite opinion to me, I would have gone off on one. But I actually fully respect everything that you've just said because you've, you've put it in a very fair way. And I think it is, of all the criticisms that I've heard endlessly this offseason about what Chicago have done, that, that is the fairest one in my personal opinion. How is how is this all going to gel? You're bringing yeah. in all these new players to fit around Vucevic and Zach Levine. How is it how is it going to gel? Because the thing is the thing is you can't you can't deny you've you've assembled a good five players. You've assembled a good five players. I think we were saying about I think Theo you were touching on it last season with the Lenta Hawks. We all looked at them and go, how is this going to work? I think we all said that. How is this going to work with the Hawks? That managed to work. They just needed a good coach. They needed a good coach who's going to come in and get that sorted out. But it managed to work. So it's just trying to say is looking at the team is going, look, you've got some good players. You've got some, you got some all-stars in this team. You've got some, you've got at least three all-stars in this team right now. Is it three? Demar, Zach, and um Vucevic. Yeah, you've got three all-stars. And then Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso is just trying to see if this is going to work to say they're going to a player front so I'm not going to sit here and slate the, the Chicago Bulls and say they've done terrible business they have not done terrible business they've done good business yeah. I just need to get a little bit off my bonnet about someone who has wound me up it's not you Vincent um, you know these these guys who work for ESPN who are supposedly experts Tim Bontemps we know you're listening Tim regular listener what an absolute idiot all he has done all season is criticise what Chicago have done and seems to think that somehow they're going to be worse this season than last season. Now, if, if, if you compare the starting five last year, compare the bench last year to this season, th- there's, there's no question which is a better team. It, it's this year's version of Chicago. And obviously there's going to be some bumps along the way. It's not necessarily they're not a 50-win team. They're not going to be a championship threat by any means, but they have made serious improvements. People have... <clears throat> said that DeMar DeRozan's overpaid. So he got the exact same contract as Kyle Lowry. Now, which which would you take out of DeRozan and Lowry if you had to pay them 85 million over three years? I'd say Kyle Lowry for me personally. Is it a landslide though? No, not a landslide. I wouldn't say it's a landslide. It's a it's a fairly... you had to think you had to think about it. You yeah. had to think about it and exactly. I'd say but for me I'd say Kyle Lowry, yeah. You know, hand on heart, I would probably agree with you. But Kyle Lowry didn't have a particularly good season last season. I know there was a lot of dis- disruption with the Raptors and, you know, he didn't know if he was going to be traded or whatever. Didn't have a great year. Um, and he's, he's older than DeMar DeRozan by, I think, two or three years, maybe. So you're paying him that $85 million later, nearer towards his 40th birthday compared to DeMar DeRozan. I think Bontemps has got the Heat finishing like third in the Eastern Conference, which, OK, maybe they were a better team initially, fair enough, and gave the Kyle Lowry, you know, 
contracts, great reviews and stuff. And the Bulls are going to finish 11th or 12th, according to Bontemps. So I'm just, I just hate Tim Bontemps and I just needed two <laughs> minutes to just get that on the system. The, the, it angers me when I'm out at work. It angers me when I'm out on a run. It angers me when I'm just listening to podcasts around the house. But this guy who was paid probably hundreds of thousands of dollars by ESPN is an absolute idiot when it comes to assessing basketball and just just oh he's just an idiot so there's my Tim Bond temper I say give him 10 games like I said 10 games I want to see good 10 games from the Chicago Bulls and that's when I can judge if they'll make the playoffs for me yeah. personally 10, and, and, and again I, games. yeah I said off air as well to Vinny and the, the start of the season for the Bulls is, pre, is pretty pretty tame the first five or six games uh, are a f- relatively easy schedule, easy start. So that'll be hopefully a good opportunity to get into the swing of things. Yeah, I think on paper, the Bulls have definitely improved the most, I think, probably out of any team in the league. On paper, Vinny makes a good point. You've got to give them 10 games. You've got to see how they, how they click, how they work. Um, I think a lot of eyes will be on Zach Levine. A lot of questions will be asked of him now that he's not far and away the best player. I know we obviously had Vucevic in towards the end of the season last year. But now that he's got a, a capable core surrounding him, much, certainly much more capable than he has in the past, is he still capable of, uh, of performing um, at such a high level when he's not uh, asked to do maybe quite as much as he has been in the past? So that'll certainly be an interesting one. And we know Zach Levine's an absolute baller. So it'll certainly be an in- interesting one to watch. Uh, Vinny, do do you agree? Then do you think have you got a different opinion on who you think has improved the most this off season? What do you reckon? The Los Angeles Lakers. I feel like that team has strengthened. Sorry, I thought, I thought when you said Los Angeles Lakers and then laughed afterwards, I thought he was like, "Huh, only joking." No, I'm laughing because I was thinking you guys are gonna go, you do your faces, ah, you're crazy, Vinny, ah, whatever. I just mean not okay. To answer your question, I'm not saying they did. No, they they they've improved more than the Chicago Bulls. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. Is I mean, but I like how they've improved. I like it when I look at the Los Angeles Lakers. Am I saying that right? Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, English is not my first language, ladies and gentlemen, as you may know. Uh, but yeah, Los Angeles Lakers. First one of the season, boys and girls. <laughs> when I look at them, look, I was excited when Ross signed for them. I was, ask these two, I mean, ask anybody who knows me, I was excited when Ross signed for them. I'm like, I bleed purple and gold now, okay? <laughs> because that's my second team now. I'm sorry, I'm saying it now with my chest. That is my second team, the LA Lakers. What they've done this offseason, because I think what LeBron's saying is LeBron knows he's pushing on an age. He knows he's got maybe about a season or two left in him. Season or two, potentially maybe more, but season or two left in him. He's now I think going he's got out. A, se- a season or two left at this level, I think. He'll probably yeah. be in the league for a long time, but I think oh, okay. his, yeah. his window of, of being in Great. the top two conversation yeah. is probably yeah. a year or two. Yeah, yeah. year or two. So he's probably thinking to himself it's like a swan song is that my saying around swan song it's <laughs> swan like, song for the Lakers he knows you know what I want to go out in a band I want to get all my boys that we've been playing for this game for years with right I want to get former legends because they are some of these players have been brought in are legends in the game some of these are future Hall of Famers great players in their prime right and it goes just come on just 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 let's do, let's do this all of us come on let's prove this young breed that because these are all going to be I, I, these are all going to be going to town and saying you know what 
This is our last ride, boys. This is some of us. We're not going to do this again. So people like Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, Russ Westbrook's got so much to prove. I know he may think that he's got nothing to prove, but he's got so much to prove now. He's been in three championship teams. Is he still top 10? We've broken him, Theo. He finally might be willing to admit. Anyway, uh, he's got something to prove to people. He's got things to prove that he can still be one of the best, Russ, right? He needs to prove that to people. He's now playing. He's now, if he does this, he's now played with KD, he's played with James Harden, he's played with Bradley Beal, and now he's played with LeBron James, arguably the greatest player that's ever played basketball. He now has to show the world he can win it. I don't care. It's For for the LA Lakers, that team is championship or bust for me. They have to win the championship. They have to. Um, Phil, before you come at me, hear me out. Hear me out. No, I I, I agree. Like they I feel if, if the Lakers win don't win, it, it's a it, failure. It, it's it's a massive failure. This is a massive failure. They have to because what they've assembled is a team of old people now. No <laughs> offense, but they've assembled people that they this they just win this. They, they, they've assembled just to win. They've not thought about long term. They've not thought five years or two years. They've just gone. We need to win. Let's just win. But they, I don't know, uh, you, because you could look at maybe Jeannie Buss and Rob Palinka. This is kind of bad business, maybe, because you could say that you're not thinking about your future. You're just getting legends. That's it. That's fair if you want to win a championship for the next two years, potentially. But what about longevity? Do you want to go back to that period where you Lakers were not re- not relevant, but for like a good what was it? Nine years, the LA Lakers were not that great anymore. What was it? Ten years, they were just irrelevant. They were not that team yeah. anymore. So, because from the looks of it, it's going to go back to that. After maybe two more years, when LeBron retires, they're going to be that team again, unless they pick some great picks, maybe. But they're going to have that. So, yeah, they, to me, when I look at that team, I'm excited about that team. I'm going to be watching more games of the LA Lakers I, I, I'm rooting for them. My heart is rooting for LA Lakers more than anyone. Like, I want this team to win. I want LeBron to win with my guy, Russ, my favourite player of all time. I want I want players like Carmelo Anthony to finally get a ring. The guy is a, could have got rookie of the year when he was when he came into the year. Could have been the number one draft. He even says, he talks about LeBron about the saying is, I should have got rookie of the year. Like they'll have a panel of discussions about it, like who would have got rookie of the year. LeBron says he feels like he got it or he did get it. But there's arguments that Carmelo could have got it. So when I look at the LA Lakers, I'm excited. I'm excited. Do you think they will win it all? Yeah, I think they will Interesting. win it. Yeah. I think they will win it. I feel like they've, they, they, they've got something to prove. They've got something seriously to prove that they've got to show that they, 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 they're too experienced not to win it. They're too experienced not to win it now. Come on. They're going to win it. They're going to win it. It's a bold, bold claim. You heard it here first. Um, bookmark this this pod. The Lakers are going to win it all this season. Um, uh, Phil, yeah, no, you, I, I'm guessing I agree. you don't want to kind of rebuffle that. You don't want to kind of challenge that. I'm guessing not. You what? don't want to. You know, well, I, I really think it'll be interesting to see how Theo answers this question because as you, as you know, listeners, Theo... Theo did not shut up last season about how the Nets were 100% going to win the championship and when they didn't win the championship had all these excuses, which maybe were fairly valid, whatever. It'd just be interesting to see if he's learned any humility over the off-season and from the fantastic anniversary present that he, re- he received from, from myself, uh, Scary Hours, Eastern Conference, round two champions. Um, 
So I'll stake, I'll claim this with the utmost confidence. If the Nets remain healthy enough, they will win. The only thing that will defeat the Nets this season is injury. So, and I, th- I certainly feel like we've got a much larger margin for error this season than we did last season. Um, I feel like we've made some some solid improvements. Patty Mills is a is a huge upgrade at, at backup point guard. That's I think that's sneaky one of the one of the best moves of the off season. Um, uh, Paul Millsap is essentially uh, more or less a like for like replacement with Jeff Green. Uh, Jeff Green had an absolutely amazing year last season. I feel like a lot of that will probably have had something to do with with playing alongside the, the big three. Would have been a big factor. Probably make anyone look good. I mean, they, although they did fail with uh, Timothy Timothy Luawu Cabarro at times. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like the a much deeper squad this season than they were last season. Um, so the only thing that's going to stop them is is injuries. And to be honest, I feel like we could probably afford to lose maybe one of Harden or, or Irving and still win it at this point. I kind of um, think that's a little bit disrespectful to the Lakers, though. When you say the only thing that can beat the the Nets, let's let's go one let's go one through five. No, KD no, 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 no. Let's go one through five. Let me just say let this. Let me just say this bit, right? Let me just say this, man. You can say go one for one. Who's who? Who? Whatever. Whatever. You can say that. I'm just talking about. Lakers, their best five. So we're talking AD, LeBron, all that, whatever, right? And Nets best five, right? You are saying there is no way the Nets are losing. That's if what you said. If the Nets are healthy, if the Nets if are healthy, yeah, if the Nets are healthy, there's no I way agree. winning. I, agree. I, can, I kind of, I can't say that's that's kind of. That, that's and kind I'll, of I'll tell you, I think that's I'll tell you for why. I'll tell you one of the big, the biggest reasons I feel that way is. The, the skill gap I think the Nets are a better team individually I think the one through five I think maybe the Nets probably win it three to three to two probably one through five I think they've probably got a stronger a stronger bench probably seven through nine I think probably in a better position but they've also got a year's worth of experience playing together um, more so than these that a lot of the, the but these guys the key have pieces played. in the Lakers but these guys team. obviously been they've been around they've been in the league for a long time but uh, this the, is the first time no no that, no but the thing well, is with these guys so what I'm trying to get at with this when I look at these two teams I I'm not saying the Nets are not going to beat the Lakers or I'm just trying to say is that's a final where you can't write it off in the sense of you can't just say because the oh, Nets have got so more. It's basketball, skin. anything, no, 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 anything no, no, can no, happen. But, right? Anything can yeah, happen. Yeah, anything can happen. But you're really kind of saying is that team is going to beat the Lakers. Even when the Lakers are fit, they're not beat. You're telling me... Right, in, the, in a seven-game no, series, no, no, that let me, team should be. Let me say, let me say no, 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 because you can't. Think about the team that they've assembled. You've got players that play off Rondo who's coming to that team now who knows how to be... Uh, what, I don't know, one of the best at reading the game, right? When when they're down even, at reading the game to know when it's going down. you got LeBron James, one of the best passers in the game, right? We're not talking about like skill, but we'll talk about the best passers in the game and probably one of the greatest players in the world who's ever played the game. Then you've got players like Anthony Davis, who's arguably a couple of years ago was in talks of being one of the best players in the league, if not the best player, right? Obviously injury has hit him and things have changed now. I'm just trying to say is them five against them five, you can't say who's going to win definitively. You can't even say they're going to win. You can say, now that's a game. You can't call it. You can't call it. When I say they're going to win it, when I, obviously when I say when they're going to win it, I just feel like maybe 
they've got more kind of experience in it. But I'm not trying to say the Nets are going to lose in the final when I say they're going to win it. And I, I, maybe this is not making sense what I'm saying. Please bear with me. Now, humor me what I'm trying to get at. But when I say is the Lakers and the Nets, them two together, you can't write it off. You can't. You can't say who's going to win. You just can't. You can't call it. Them fit, them five fit, and them five fit. You can't say the Nets have won it just because you got James Harden as a skillful player, or who's a great point guard, or Kyrie Irving, or KD. You're gonna say they're gonna win it because of that. That's what I'm trying to say. You just can't ask the suspect in the Lakers, man. Um, I will have to agree to disagree, Vincent. I feel, I feel like if you look at if you look at that as a seven game series, I think I don't think it's unreasonable to expect the Nets to win that. Like maybe definitively is maybe a step too far, but I would say in maybe eight out of ten, eight out of ten series, the net would probably Nets would probably come out on top, in my opinion, as a as a biased Nets fan, but I don't think that's being unfair. Can't wait for this. I really hope we get the final we want. I mean, we went out that's in so the in the second round last season, Vinny, so maybe we won't even get it. Maybe, maybe Kevin Durant will snap his neck or something after like a week. Oh, I shouldn't say that. We've got the meta criteria curse. I forgot about that. Um, no, all the Nets will remain completely healthy. It's going to be absolutely fine. No one will hurt themselves. Um, it's going to be it's going to be all good. It's going to be all good. I just want that final. I so badly want that final. That's I feel final like we've, we, we didn't get it last season and we got a great finals in its, in its place. It was brilliant. But I feel like at this point, we need, we need LA v Brooklyn, I feel. I feel. So there were a lot of exciting moves in the off-season uh, and a, a lot of moves that maybe some of us expected to happen that maybe didn't. Now, probably the name that was on everybody's lips um, coming into the off-season, there's maybe two, two players who everybody thought would have to be on the move and, and may still be on the move. It's not too late to necessarily rule it out. Um, Damian Lillard and maybe Ben Simmons. Ben, after an absolutely torrid um, playoff run, he was the victim of endless abuse from Philadelphia fans and fans around the league, fans around the world, in fact, for some truly woeful uh, performances, woeful decision-making. Uh, and he's become sort of, somewhat of a meme, which seems quite, quite unfair. I mean, it, it was sort of one, one duff playoff run, but it seems as though he's, he's more or less given up on Philadelphia and Philadelphia have given up on him. And of course, Damian Lillard has been rumoured to be leaving Portland for probably as long as I've followed the NBA. Um, because he needs some help, apparently. Um, so he's been, and he's not got it. So he's another name that was hotly contested to, to be on the move. Uh, neither of which have happened so far. It seems as though Damien Lillard's going to stay in Portland. There's not been much buzz around that so far. But Vinny, do you think that's the right decision? Um, for Dame, I don't think it's the right decision. I think he should have left. I, I really think he should have left. I think he should have found somewhere else to go because it's not working out for him in Poland. It really isn't. It really, really isn't. I know like he wanted some people to come in. There were talks of him getting a coach that he wanted. He wanted uh, J.K. to join him, but J.K. didn't end up going to the to Portland Trailblazers. I think he was pushing for Portland. I think he... I think he... I think... I, at one point, he was thinking about leaving because the, the cryptic tweets he was doing, everything like he was saying, you could tell he was kind of like, it's time for me to maybe look somewhere else now because I'm getting tired of this. It's like, we're, we're not getting anywhere. We're not improving. We're not, we just still make, we're, we're going to make the playoffs. But we're never going to make a playoff run. We're going to be out the first or second round every single year. So it's like, 
it got to a point with the game he can see people around him. He's got some good players around him, but they're maybe not good enough to make him championship. And I know we've always said this in the team, in this pod about they maybe needs to realize he has to join a team where he's not the main person anymore. He might still, he can't be the main guy in the championship winning team. Maybe he might have to look at that and go, you know what? I can't do it. I can't be the main guy. Dame is a shoot first player. We all know that he ain't that kind of guard where he's playing, he's a playmaker or pass first. He's a shoot first. That's what he is. He's Mr. Logo. Him and Curry revolutionised the game and how it should, that you shoot the three-point. They shoot from halfway. He's dangerous from halfway. Once he passes that court, halfway line, he's dangerous as soon as he does that. So Dame is that. So I feel like he should leave. He, he, it's time for him to go. It's not working out for him in Portland. He's been loyal to that franchise. It's not like he's not been loyal. He's been loyal. He needs to go somewhere else. Maybe Philly. Maybe Philly. You know what I mean? Swap, swap them two. Him and him and him and uh, Embiid together. That could be deadly. Him and Embiid could be deadly. It's about seeing if the, if they if they. Wow! 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 That's actually scary. Even thinking about it. Be honest, man. Embiid and and um, so called Damian Lillard together could be dangerous, dangerous. That so, oh my, I'm even thinking about how much powerful that that team would be. So yeah, I just feel like maybe him going to the thingy. There were talks of him going to the LA Lakers. That didn't work out. Dame's one of those. He doesn't want to join the super team, but maybe sometimes you have to swallow your pride and go big man. But maybe he's trying to look at maybe he's looking. Look at Yanis and go, Yanis did it. Why can't I do it? So, but are you in the same conversation as Yanis? Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's time for you to go, Dame. You, you deserve more. You're a better player than this. Yeah, I think that's probably a, a fair way to look at it. I think if, if Damien, I mean, there's, there's some players in the league who, who are happy to leave a legacy of, of being sort of almost revolutionary in the way that, that Damien Lillard has been. I mean, nobody's going to, Forget Damian Lillard. He's, he's practically a shoe in, probably to be in the Hall of Fame. You would have to think. Um, so there's certainly no reason to expect him to have anything other than it, it could easily be one of those players who's only negative on his resume that he never won a ring. And if he's happy to, to not happy, probably no player is really happy with that. But if he's satisfied to be one of those players, I think he, he, he could stay in Portland and cement his legacy in that way by being a, a one-team kind of guy. That that has merit in its own right, in a different way, obviously, than, than being in um, a champion. But it certainly will earn him a lot of kudos, particularly in those fans of, of Portland and fans around the league. It will curry a lot of favour if he does stay there. So if he's happy to do, satisfied, I should say, with, with that, then by all means, he's, he's welcome to stay. Realistically speaking, though, it's it's I can't see any way, if he's not happy with that, if he wants to win, I can't see any way of, of, of Portland being able to assemble a team that can is capable, I think, of getting out of, of the West. You look at how... how competitive that that conference is at the moment particularly I think while LeBron's Lakers are a thing it's going to be a real a real challenge for them to and obviously Vintage Rockets are pushing for the playoffs as well so that's just another team that's you know you got that's to... another Jared, one standing Jared, in the Jared, way Jared, 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 Jared. Okay, I was nice with you earlier with the Chicago <laughs> what's hilarious to me Vinny is listening to you talk about Maybe the Rockets I'm like thinking about how I've been talking about the Bulls for the last four years and you just convince yourself about all this young talent and stuff, and it, it just never works, mate. Just, uh, Aaron, there's no need for that, okay? There you've got a rough couple of years. No there was no, no, not a couple of years, just a year or, or just a year, just a year, okay? 
Yeah, I, I think it's difficult. I don't see any way that Damian Lillard's Portland Trailblazers can improve enough to really be in the conversation. I mean, I know they've had some good playoff runs. They've always fallen short. And I think they're probably a little bit further away now than they were, given how competitive that Western Conference is at the top. So I think if he wants to win, he's going to have to move. But it's at this point difficult to see what sort of situation they can get him in where he's really going to be able to contend. It must it must be terrible. I think at this point, if you're like a fringe top, if you're like in that top seven to four range and you're not on a contender, and if you're on a bad team like, like Damian Lillard or I think Nikola Jokic, if you're one of those kind of players in that sort of spectrum, but not on a contender, it must suck because you've got no chance of winning a league, winning the title, it feels at the moment, with the dominance that's coming out of LA and, and New York and, and teams like um, the Milwaukee Bucks and even the 76ers. Like, you've got such a difficult path ahead of you, I think, if you want to try and win a title at the minute. So I feel for Dane because he's going to have to manufacture a hell of a situation to to be able to contend with teams like those. But I don't see how that situation is going to come about. Now, the other side of that we mentioned before, probably the other player most likely to be uh, touted is on the move. It certainly seems like his team's given up on him and his team's given, and he's given up on his team. Ben Simmons uh, certainly soured a lot of grapes uh, along the way over the last couple of months. Uh, do you think Philadelphia are wrong to give up on him so soon, Jared? Do you think maybe he could have had a future had the relationship not gone so south? Or do you think it's best for all parties to just cut, cut the losses and move on? It's a difficult one because uh, Joel Embiid without Ben Simmons is sort of on a team like you were just talking about when it comes to to the Jokic's and the Lillards of the world. Uh, ben Simmons was supposedly the, the piece to go alongside Embiid that was going to carry Philly into, you know, at least the Eastern Finals last year. And obviously that didn't work out. Um, giving up on him, uh, it's just the environment just doesn't suit Ben Simmons, he can't handle the pressure of, of, of playing in Philadelphia. We saw that. I mean, I don't know if we ever covered this last season, but I think the statistic has been batted around a lot that he took three shots in the fourth quarter in seven games, which which is frankly unbelievable from somebody who's a, a two-time All-Star, you know, a consistent, you know, sort of 16-ish points per game scorer to only take three shots in, what's that? seven games of 12 you know 12 minute quarters like it's unbelievable um i think the problem that's gonna they're gonna come up against at the moment it seems that philadelphia's asking price is as if ben simmons is still mint when ultimately his stock has, has never been lower and um, if they would have traded him at the start of last season they might have got the package that they were expecting i mean he was he was the the, the prize piece for Houston, uh, you know, we get Simmons, maybe Tyrese Maxey or someone like that and some picks, and that would have been a fair trade. Now you'd get the, the 76ers are getting laughed at around the league because they're still asking for that insane return when ultimately they're, they're not going to get anything close to that. So I think they probably are right to move on from him, but they're going to have to adjust what they want in a return deal. I'd take him with Houston. You'd, yeah, you still that, would. That ship has sailed. Sorry? That, that ship, ship has is, sailed. Well, I, I, I take you to Houston. I think Benson is still a great player. He's still a very, very good player. It's just he obviously he needs to work on his jump shot. No, no, I've said it. He doesn't need to work on his jump shot. That's not him. He needs to learn how to work on the free throw. That's all he needs to do for me. Be, be comfortable yeah, it, on the free throw line because I'm like we. I think the league needs to realize Ben Simmons is not going to do a jump shot. That's just not him. 
He's not going to. He doesn't want to do a jump shot. It's not his game. And the league keeps forcing that on him and everyone keeps forcing that on him. And everyone keeps saying, they need to realise that's not his game. That's not him. You need to surround him with shooters. Let him do his defensive side. Let him do his passing. Let him be a powerhouse in the paint. But he can't shoot to save his life. So with me, if he were to join the Houston Rockets, I'm happy with him not being a shooter. Just work on your free throw. That's all you, I'm asking. Work on your free throw shots. Be more prolific in your free throw. Because look what Giannis did. Giannis was absolutely shocking on the free throw line. But he just worked at it and worked at it and worked at it. And then he became incredible at it. Well, I'm not saying he's incredible at it, but he's run to the finals. He improved at it more and more. So Ben Simmons, yeah, he... he, he He's still an all-star, guys. Come on, this guy is still an all-star. He's still one it's, of the this best. This is the players. thing. I feel like a lot of people in the NBA, fans, analysts alike, have got very short memories mm. when it comes to to players. Like I say, Ben Simmons was incredibly highly touted coming into the league. Um, in, in, Incredibly highly touted last season. Like Jared said, he was the prize piece. He was the, the a carrot to be dangled in more or less every every deal. Um, they could have probably had more or less anybody in the league almost, with including Simmons and one or two picks and Maxi in a package. They could have probably got anybody. Whereas now, as Jared's just said, his stock's so low that he'd, be, he'd struggle to maybe get maybe a, a an all-star caliber player for him at the moment. Um, so the, the short memories that people have, and it's, it's in, in not enough can be said about how a change of environment can Im, impact people. 100%. Like, Philadelphia, for, for from what I've seen on the television, from what I've read in articles, the, the people in Philly, Philly sports fans are horrible. Like we've seen the, the way they can treat players on the court, the way they boo their own team for really not, a, not an awful lot. They can go in on them for very little. Ben Simmons clearly can't handle the pressure. Jared rightly said, get him in a situation that's more supportive, a team, get him a set of fans that aren't going to boo him if he misses a free throw and that will maybe give him the support he needs and the confidence that he needs to perform at the level that he's capable of. He's a, he's a season removed from being that all-star caliber player. There's no reason for the league to have written him off at this point. I think the thing is what's frustrating with being in Philly is because the Philadelphia fans have been waiting for so long. They were told, obviously, trust the process, do this, do, like we're working on it, we're working on it. That environment became toxic because it's been for so long in Philadelphia. I'm not trying to say that like because not to say that like Philadelphia fans are like toxic people. I just feel like they've had to wait. I feel for like so long. we are though. No, no, but they've had to wait are. for so long. You have to understand why they're frustrated. They've had to wait for so long. They've been told for the fast like what five years trust the process. That's what they've been told, and it's not going well. That's why they're frustrated about what's going on. So Ben, he can still join a championship team. There's talks of him joining the Warriors potentially, trying to see if they can get that deal sorted out. He could join the Warriors. That could be a massive beast for the Warriors. That could be push them to uh, get into that playoff place or push them to challenge for the for the West. They just need, he, he can still join a championship team. It's just that the team he joins needs to understand who he is as a man, who he is as a player and what to expect from him. Don't expect a jump shot from Ben Simmons. Just don't expect it. Write that off. Anyone who says we want a three-point shot from you or a jump shot, you're not getting that from Ben Simmons. You are not. You're not simple. He's been in the league far too long now to change that in his game. 
Yeah, you'd certainly have to expect. You're right. And you make a good point. All he really needs is a reliable free throw. If he can become a 70%, 75% shooter from the line, certainly becomes a, in, in pressure situations. I mean, he's, he's, he's shot that in the past. He's not, I think the fact that he shot as badly as he did, particularly in the playoffs last season, was was surprising. It was out. It was a deviant from the norm, I would say, that he shot that badly. If he can consistently shoot in pressure situations, 70%, 75%, he's a, he's a whole different player. You have to play him completely differently. And obviously that's going to unlock his game because he's going to not going to have the lack of confidence to pass, dish the ball under the rim when he's got a practically wide open layup or dunk that caused so much, drew so much air last season. I mean, let's be honest. If, if DeAndre Jordan can go from shooting low 40% from the line to shooting high 60s, 70% of the line. If DeAndre Jordan can do it, anybody can do it. So Ben, there's hope out there for you yet, my friend. Stick with it. Get in the gym. I'm sure I can link you up with plenty of Instagram shooting coaches uh, that can, can fix your jump shot for you. Overnight, apparently, if you listen to them and buy the programs. Um, not that I've ever subscribed or ever do such a thing because that just seems like a terrible waste of money. But Ben, money coming out of your ears. And I'm sure... Sure, Maya Jammer would really appreciate it if you stopped getting so much hate on her Instagram profile. It'd probably be great. Nice one, Ben. Um, oh, we didn't touch on this before, but I really feel like we've got to mention it now uh, about DeAndre Jordan going to the Lakers. As a Nets fan, love it. We Nets fans were, were screaming for DeAndre Jordan's head at times last year, rightly or wrongly. It just seems so incredibly sweet that for whatever reason, the Lakers feel like he can offer something there. Uh, I don't expect either of you to comment on it if you don't like, but I just wanted all of our listeners out there to, to know how and remember, just take a moment to just think, huh, that was silly. Um, one other so piece of... I hope the Lakers beat you this year. So badly. I can't see it happening, Vincent, but there's time. We'll talk about that another time. We've, we've, we've dished on that enough. Come on. Uh, one last move that I feel would be remiss of me particularly not to mention. Um, Jared Dudley retiring from the NBA uh, and joining uh, the Dallas Mavericks as an assistant coach has to be the best bit of business of the whole uh, front court off season. Um, everybody knows me. I've got a lot of time for Jay Duds. Um, he is the man. Uh, he was uh, recently at Anthony Davis's wedding, snapped with, uh, papped up with Adele. Absolutely loved it. I mean, I don't know what uh, Jared Dudley's marital situation is. I'm sure he probably married with kids, probably. Uh, but if that is a new, if that's a new thing, I ship that. Please make that happen. Jared Dudley and Adele would be like my worlds colliding, and I would, I would, I would adore it if we could make that happen. So whatever I need to do to the universe, whoever I need to pray to, whatever I need to sacrifice to make that go down, just hit me up, let me know, and I'll, I'll jump straight on that. Jared Dudley. You are a legend of a man, and we wish you nothing but the best of your for your coaching career from this point took out. Hints you can't play basketball. Uh, I think you'll find he's had a lengthy career at the very, very top, top level, Vincent. I mean, the man won a ring just two seasons ago. Uh, he so. won the ring two seasons ago by sitting on the bench. Jared Dudley is the probably I think right here's a bold take and I don't I've got no credibility and nothing to back this up and I don't want a rebuttal from either of you because I don't I probably couldn't defend my stance if I if I had to you take Jared Dudley out of that Lakers team you don't win the ring I'm saying it now that's it we're moving on ladies and gentlemen we are back upon the airwaves thank you for tuning in and sharing the last hour or so with us Uh, it's been a long off season but we've got an even longer season ahead so let's enjoy it while it lasts shall we so we're returning to you this week. Um, you're used to listening to us on a weekly basis, usually on a Monday, Monday morning. So we've got some of our listeners straight on it first thing Monday morning. Oh, yes. Bing their eyes open and they're straight onto Spotify or, or 
Apple Podcasts and oh, get Metal Criteria in my ears. I love it. Can't start my week without it. We appreciate that. I know how you feel. Um, and, and it doesn't go unnoticed. So thank you. Going forwards, um, we're getting a little bit loosey-goosey with it. Let's be honest. We're not going to have a, such a strict recording schedule. So maybe don't expect us uh, to be on your on your feed every week when it comes to the podcast. But we'll keep you keep you keep we'll keep you abreast on our socials, Twitter mostly. I, I feel like I put way too much emphasis on the word, on the breast part of the breast there. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on what um, on what's going on when we're when we're releasing pods. Uh, it probably might be every other week, every three weeks, something like that. Whenever there's some groundbreaking topic for us to discuss, we'll use that as a, a key point and roll up. Every Everything else has happened over the last couple of weeks before that, and we'll drop one big fat juicy pod for you uh, every couple of weeks or so. So you have to keep your eyes on your feed. Bear with us as we figure this kink out as we go into season two and a half, three. It feels kind of kind of cheeky claiming that this is our third season when we only did like the playoffs last time, but still, we've been at this thing. We're practically season pros, so just continue to bear with us uh, as we as we figure this semi regular thing out. Uh, it's a big transition for us. We appreciate all your support. And we also appreciate you, of course, listening to us as always. And that's what you've been doing. And we're going to stop talking now because I've been talking for way too long. Um, I'll tell you what I have gotten into. I'm into the NFL now. I'm going to go and watch a bit of NFL in the front room. Get, get, get a bit of red zone on. Shout out to everybody who's, who's following the NFL. My fantasy football team's doing terribly this season. I need to go and, and, and really uh, cling on to the last bit of hope that I do have that maybe I'm not going to be as bad at this as I fear I might be. So I've been Theo. Um, DJing, no, MCing, Master of Ceremonies this week. Thank you for listening. He's been Vincent. Um, shout, uh, thank you for all, all our listeners. Thank you, Theo, for hosting it. You can find the Breathe Now, brother. Seems like a long one then. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to us. I always get ladies and gentlemen. It's always a pleasure doing this, boys. Uh, and always a pleasure for you to be listening to us, listeners. Shout out to all our, uh, our fans out there. We appreciate you. Uh, our We've just hit a million listeners, so we're all buzzing about that. <laughs> Stay tuned for the million listener uh, event party thing that's going to be going yeah. down in like the... So we've just hit off. our million listeners, so we appreciate that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for everything, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know when we're going to see you next, but it's been your boy, Vincent. We back. We back. He's also back. It's, it's been Jared. Yeah, it's been Jared, uh, Theo's second favourite Jared when it comes to NBA-related uh, things. So, yeah, see you next time. The uh, forever be behind Jay Duds. Peace out. Oh, what was the thing we used to say? Shout out to the boys, that's it. Oh, no. <laughs>